0: Uh yeah, I still have all the postable on pictures. <laughs> Alright. Um welcome back to the old switcheroo. We got microphones. We
1: did. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: Thanks, patrons. <laughs>
1: Thanks, yeah, actually.
0: To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Nurmer Nurmer. Patreon. And then, we- and
1: then we can get another microphone. <laughs> we can get a microphone arm.
0: Yeah, that's a dream, to have a microphone arm. Yeah, it's I think there's probably, I don't know if this recording might not be amazing. Yeah. It might be better at some point.
1: (laughs) Right, this is a trial and error.
0: Yeah, so I guess. We
1: we watched the Iron Claw, normal. No such a rude, thank goodness. I think Um,
0: we both knew going into it, it wasn't the kind of movie you'd do that for.
1: No, no. And I'm glad we did not Neither one of us tried to convince the other to do it. No,
0: it was like, that's going to be a good one. We shouldn't do that. Also, Saltburn, which I haven't seen yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Iron Claw is really good. I do recommend seeing it.
1: I don't recommend seeing it at 11 p.m. I will say that.
0: Not unless you're really trying to put yourself into a psychological spin.
1: <laughs> right.
0: That's what happened to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I was very sad.
1: Yeah, I dreamt about that family with Zach Ephron in it.
0: Oh, yeah, and Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. And the haircuts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and the clothes.
0: If you go to see it for the haircuts and the clothes and the celebrities, that yeah. is a reason to see it.
1: Right.
0: It's also going to be really sad.
1: It's really sad. But really great movie.
0: Based on a true story about a wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to like wrestling at all. Irrelevant.
1: No. The wrestling was pretty mild.
0: If you do like wrestling, it might that might also be cool. Right. But...
1: Uh yeah, when I I remember when they first released like photos for the movie, I was like, why well, would I want to watch these guys wrestle? Right. But then eventually I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch these guys wrestle.
0: <laughs> Literally, it was like a it was a trailer on TV where I was like, Get, all right, put me in the theater. I'm in.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was sitting in a restaurant and the TV showed a trailer and I was like, all right, fine, yeah, fine. Right. I would like to see this. Yeah. Same day we saw Iron Claw.
1: Great movie. It is sad.
0: You should watch both halves.
1: You should watch both. Halves. I really I will, don't recommend. You should also listen and watch it.
0: Yes, it would. It's. It I would, can't even imagine no. doing
1: it that way. That's like it's, I physically can't.
0: <laughs> I will say it. I've been asking people about Wonka and absolutely nothing that anyone has said to me about that movie is something you or I brought up. (laughs) Like, I told you separately that there was... Somebody said, oh, yeah, I love the part where Wonka asked the man if he wanted his change edible or spendable, and then he put some chocolate coins out from this machine. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Nope, didn't land, because I didn't know what he was saying. Like, he was just dispensing candy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it didn't land for you, because...
1: I don't even know Why? who we was talking to. Yeah.
0: About. <laughs> well, how did you know what was happening? You know? So that wouldn't work for yeah. any sort of serious movie. Also, relevant to today's show, we decided recently at some point, I guess you decided it by uh, experience, that it's better to watch the second half of a drama and the first half of a mm-hmm. goofy movie.
1: Right. Like, for instance, which we brought this up before. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I didn't even get... Someone literally told me when I told them that I watched it, they said, so you only saw the sad part of Barbie. I was like, I didn't realize there was a fun part. I thought it was all just a really strong message. I didn't realize that there was just... I didn't even see Barbie World. I didn't even see the bomb go off in Oppenheimer. Like, that's bananas. When we watched um, Hunger Games and Trolls 2... As I told you, like, I got the worst half of Hunger Games because I'm going to see all the lead up and then I'm not going to see the resolution. And you disagreed. You were like, no, I got the worst part because I have to see. Because <laughs> I'm going to be in the theater for so long.
0: That is true. I was in the theater for much longer.
1: And then I said, no. Who fucking cares what happens at the end of Trolls?
0: We could all say it you right, now. right You were right. You were right.
1: <laughs> and I left when the Hunger Games started. Ever, I didn't even get to see President Snow as Eminem, you know?
0: That does suck. So this week we did Fault in Our Stars, which came from, I was just looking at the Hulu homepage.
1: And I just liked a message.
0: Yeah, because I sent like a bunch that were on my Hulu homepage. The problem is, in my mind, I feel like most of the movies that neither of us have watched are just like, dude movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're yep. like, I don't want to do that all the time. Right. But Fallen Our Stars is not. Nope. In fact, In- I think it just narrowly missed me.
1: I was going to say, we just missed this by a couple of years.
0: I know that people read it, mm-hmm. but not me. Not I. Nope. And I also just... And Divergent was also after us, which yeah. is relevant. Like, yes.
1: Right. After I watched the first half of this movie, I thought, wow, it's crazy, I have, usually after I watch a half of a movie, I'm like, man, I really want to tell you about this, but I have to wait. You didn't feel that? No. <laughs> <laughs> i put this off.
0: <laughs> I had a similar thought, because I wasn't sure if you had already watched it, and then at the time of day when I finished it yesterday, I was thinking we would still have time if you had already watched it, and I was like, nah, I'll still have the same feelings tomorrow. <laughs> Like, with most of the episodes of the show, there's like, oh, we're both so eager in this moment, but also, if we start recording right now, we'll both fall asleep. Mm-hmm. We've done. Multiple times. Yeah. But then we can also wait till the next day, and then, like, forget three quarters of the things we we're gonna right. say.
1: Right. now, I feel like I- It's just that this- Watching this movie in 2023, having never watched this movie, or- Or, sorry, 2024, having never read- Read this book or watched this movie- It's got nothing to do with me.
0: The most I know about this going in is that John Green is on TikTok. Same. And more specifically, Hank Green is on TikTok.
1: I wasn't even a John Green, Hank Green kid. No. Neither of them.
0: Same.
1: Uh, Yeah, so we uh, spun the picker wheel. Sure did. And I got the first half.
0: This is a big time spoiler alert.
1: It's a two hour movie, so I first saw the first hour. Yes. So
0: it's two hours and five minutes, but the credits are simply credits. Right. There's nothing else.
1: Yeah. So we start out immediately. Shailene Woodley is playing.
0: Love that.
1: Hazel Grace. Is her last name Grace? No, her last name is Addis. They
0: something. kept calling her Hazel Grace. Like, is this two first names? It's her
1: middle name. It's because Austin Augustus is weird.
0: I thought it was because Augustus was weird. I did think that. I thought about my friend in middle school, whose middle school boyfriend called her by her middle name.
1: Right. He asked her, we're jumping ahead, but he asked her, what's your name? And she said, Hazel. And he said, no, like, what's your full name? She said, Hazel Grace.
0: And then I'm sure he was like, it means something to have your whole name. He, that didn't come up in the second half. It's just a lucky guess. Educated guess, you could call it.
1: Okay, so right in the beginning of the movie, she already has cancer.
0: I did suspect that.
1: Um... You know, on TikTok, the girl, Delaney, who does, like, the insufferable person?
0: Yeah, she does, just, like, all the manic pixie dream. Girl yeah, characters. who, like,
1: just has, like, a quirky thing to say about anything?
0: Yeah, and is, like, holding a journal and, like, mm-hmm. flipping her hair, yeah.
1: This was Shailene Woodley the in- from the get-go. Like, her mom's like, hey, it's time to get up. And she's like, I can't breathe, I have cancer. <laughs> like, she literally, the entire... At least first half of the movie. She has like a smart quip about everything. I think one of the first scenes, they go to the doctor, like routine doctor stuff. And mom is like, I think she's depressed. She reads the same book every day. She eats like a bird. And the doctor's like, yep, she has depression. And then she's like, no, I'm just dying. Her mom
0: gives her a hard time about like wanting to go out for drunk food.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and She's like, because I'm so healthy anyway.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. Um. And then her dad is hot for no reason.
0: I noticed that as well. Do <laughs> teens feel that way watching it, or is that, like, is that, watching it in your 20s is, like, different?
1: Is it, like, if, like, your parents take you, they have something to watch? Like, what is... I don't know.
0: I think they were just casting hot people, because it wasn't, to me, I didn't get much from the character's, like, wardrobe or anything. Yeah. Like, I think it was just about portraying a book like it felt like such a book adaptation yeah (laughs) which i know it is but like it it felt more like that than anything
1: yeah one thing that was immediately weird for me did john green write this from the perspective of a teenage girl who has cancer because that's strange
0: i also had the thought
1: (laughs) why did he write this
0: i also had the thought
1: like it hit me really quick like i'm not even jumping ahead to my thoughts like right away i was like That
0: was one of my first thoughts as
1: well. This is weird. (laughs) So she has cancer. Her doctor's like, I'm going to put you on double Zoloft and all this stuff. And then she's like, why stop there? Why don't just give me, you know. And so then. You know Hazel Grace. Right. Oh, the book she's reading over and over again is Imperial something something by Peter something something, which I know has to do with the start of your movie. Van
0: Houten um, Yeah.
1: Yes, that's the one. And so the doctor is like, have you been going to your support group? And she's like, this no. This sounds boring. It's really boring. <laughs> she's like, have you been going to your support group? And she's like, no. What's the point? She's like, go to the support group. Try and make friends. And then there's like 10 minute clips of um, her just sitting at a coffee shop reading this book and then her making like quick things, people staring at her because she's carrying like the a, oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, eventually, she go. her mom makes her go to the support group, and it's just about everyone talking about how they have cancer. Also, I think it's Ike Birkenhout who's the support group person. I could be wrong, but it looks like him. I forgot to look it up. Uh, and then...
0: And you didn't want any spoilers, obviously. Right.
1: Uh, and the whole time, he's like, we are in the heart of Jesus, and he made this giant rug, and then he stands in the middle of the Jesus when he says that. Uh, so then she goes home, and her mom's like, oh, let's please go again. Like, I want to take you again. And she's like, I don't want to go. And she's, like, arguing with her mom and dad about going to the support group.
0: Eventually, Augustus has to be from the support group, right? Yeah. Well, she didn't find him So No, else. he wasn't
1: in the first one. Or okay. I don't think, maybe he was, but they didn't meet in the first one. So then her mom makes her go to the second one, and then... She's like, what are you just going to sit here? Oh, because she wanted to drive there. And her mom was like, no, I'll just drive you. Like, I have Aaron's run. She goes, what, are you just going to sit in the car again? And her mom's like, no, no. So her mom leaves after she drops her off. And she, like, runs into this guy, Augustus. And they just kind of, like, keep smiling at each other and, like, making eye contact. And then they both go in. They sit down in the support group. And the entire time, Augustus is just staring at her. Whole time, and then eventually, the person leading the thing is like, All right, now Isaac or your friend. And then Isaac stands up, he has he just lost an eye, and he's gonna lose another eye and be blind soon. He's like, But it doesn't matter because I have a smoking hot girlfriend, and my best friend Augustus is here. And then, Gus, do you want to say something? He's like, Sure, he stands up, and then he's just like the most annoying, pretentious guy ever. And he's like, I had whatever kind of cancer, and I lost my leg. But it doesn't matter because I'm just going up, 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 and I'm cancer-free now for 14 months. And He's
0: got it. It had to be like bone cancer or
1: something. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. And so then he's going on this whole thing. They ask him, like, what is something he's scared of or something? And he's like, the oblivion or something stupid. And then uh, he's like, I'm not him. scared of dying, blah, blah, blah. And then Shailene Woodley stands up and she's like, we're all going to die. because of she, she loves, loves to do that. She's, I mean, she makes a good point. Yeah. She's like, we're all going to... Every one of us, whether it's tomorrow or in 10 years. And then at the end, she's standing outside waiting for her mom. And Augustus comes up. And also, when he stood up, obviously, he was like, my name is Augustus Waters. mean, a great name.
0: Anyone I'm 18 named Augustus years Waters.
1: old. And then, so they're talking, and he is like... So come watch a movie with me. And she's like, mm, maybe later this week.
0: What they watch Shimmer's list?
1: <laughs> they may as well have. Oh, you mean like right now? And he's like, yeah. And then he pulls out a cigarette.
0: He loves smoking cigarettes. No. But she has oxygen.
1: No, that's not. I was hoping I was wondering what you know about they the cigarette. They never lit the cigarettes. This is why. God oh, damn it. He pulls out the cigarette. This was the most exciting part to tell you. He pulls out the cigarette, puts it in his mouth. And he says, do you want one? And she's like, how dare you? Like, you were doing okay. Like, I was wanting, I wanted to hang out with you. But, like, you had cancer. I have cancer. Like, there's cancer in my lungs right now. How dare you? What's wrong with you? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, this is the thing that kills people. And you're just, you're giving this corporation money by smoking these cigarettes. He goes, no, I never liked them. I take the cigarette, I put it in between my teeth, and I control the thing that kills me, and I don't let it kill me. So-
0: God, that changes a couple things in the second. It really actually does.
1: No, yeah, because you thought he...
0: <laughs> well, first of all, I thought he was addicted to cigarettes. I thought I didn't see it lit, because he was Being- not doing it in front of the person using oxygen. No. Because you can't light a cigarette near oxygen. I spent half the time wondering if you can smoke in the same room and it's just not advised. Or if you actually can't light anything in the room with oxygen. That's what I was wondering this whole time.
1: No, I knew that there was no way that that came up again.
0: Because it came up the once. cigarettes did. They were always there. Well, no, right.
1: I knew the cigarettes But they're not going to explain it twice. No, and I, they didn't. There was one other time where it got explained. And I'm like, there's literally no shot they explained it another time so then she's like, oh, that's kind of cute. She that's, likes it.
0: Right, because they're cute. Right? right.
1: And then mom comes and she's like, all right, you ready to go to dinner? And she's like, actually, no, I'm going to go hang out with Augustus Waters, who still has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, which I'm, I am was confused why the mom wasn't like...
0: It was the, the mom's chill.
1: The mom just is trying to make her happy. So then they go to his house. They hang out. He asks her her story. She tells him her cancer story. She got cancer when she was like 11 they thought she was going to die, and then there's like, a miracle, and then she was doing better, and then she got cancer in her lungs, so now she's just been dealing with that. And then you know, he's like, so, tell me your story, though. And she's like, I literally just told you my story. And he goes, no, that's your cancer story. What's your story? And then she just says, I like reading this book.
0: She does love reading that book. She
1: does love that book.
0: Did, I should say. Mm-hmm.
1: And so then... She tells him all about this book, and he's like, so there's no zombies in it? You know. and he goes, okay, tell you what, I'll read your really boring-sounding book, but you have to read this book. And it's like, I don't know, some zombie book. And then eventually she goes home, and she's just sitting on the couch reading this book, and Mom's like, oh, that's different. This made me laugh. Her phone like had a notification, and she looks at her phone, and it's just like, 85% data usage. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: (laughs) And then she, like, looked disappointed, and Mom was like, he'll text you. And she's like, I'm not just, like, we hung out once. I'm not just waiting for him to text me, Mom. Oh, no, wait, this is a really funny line. When she asked her, when she was like, oh, that's different, when she was reading a different book, she goes, did he give it to you? And then Shailene Woodley goes, what, herpes? (laughs)
0: Do they kiss on your half? Not
1: on the lips. So then, it's it seems like months have gone by, but it was probably a couple of days because it's.
0: I'm know. pretty sure we were working in a pretty short time. Yeah, was, yeah, but it looked like
1: months. Yeah, and he's not texting, he's not calling, he's not looking at his phone, and then finally she gets a text message from him, and it's like, there is no way this book ends mid sentence. Call. She keeps looking at her phone, and Dad's like, "Hot Dad is like, would you like to be excused?" Because they're both so cool. Her parents are just so cool.
0: They're super cool.
1: And then she goes outside and she calls him. And then they're just talking about this book for forever. He's like, have you ever tried to reach out to this author? And she's like, yeah, I've wrote him so many letters. He's never responded. I mean, more times passed, they're still talking, whatever. And then th- during this entire time, he'll randomly quote the book to her. And then he finds the author's assistant online, emails her. I
0: did not... I was like, is that his mistress? Is that the author's no, wife?
1: No, it's his assistant. Me and my friend Hazel Grace are huge fans. Like, We love the book. And then he responded and he was like, huge shout out to you and Hazel Grace. Thanks for the love. And then he gives Hazel the email address. She emails him, I have so many questions about the book. Like, what about this and this and this? And then the guy responds to her and he says, I can't type all that, all of those answers out to you because that would qualify as a, su- a sequel. And I don't know what you're going to do with that information. But if you're ever in Amsterdam, please stop by. Where, she,
0: where are they normally?
1: The United States.
0: Maybe California.
1: Probably something like that, yeah. Yeah. And so then there, she reads that email. She starts freaking out. Her mom gets scared. She thinks she's dying. So she comes into the room. She's like, Mom, we have to go to Amsterdam. Like, Peter von Housing. <laughs> What's his name?
0: I think it's Van Houten or something.
1: Van Houten said so we can go meet him in Amsterdam. And she's, like, freaking out. And the Mom's like, we can't just afford to go to Amsterdam. And she's like, oh, right." More time passes. Augustus comes over. And he's waiting while they're, like, coming home from the doctors. He has, like, flowers. And he's wearing a weird jersey. He's like, want to go on a picnic? And they go to a picnic. And he's like, do you see all this art? This is from a Dutch artist, blah, blah, blah. And I also got you this Dutch cheese. And I'm wearing this jersey is a Dutch player. She's like, okay. And he goes, oh, we also find out at some point that she's already used her Make-A-Wish to go to Disney World. And Augustus thinks that's really funny. She's like, I was 11. I thought I was going to die. What was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then, Augustus, you don't ever get
0: two make, make wishes.
1: Apparently not. I feel like in at least in her situation, she should have gotten a second one. Also, mm-hmm. especially if you're eleven, and you use it on Disneyland. Yeah, and you're still dying, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah and then you're still dying. She's what, like 18. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so Augustus is like, I never used mine, so I already reached out to the genies, and they said that I can bring you and your family to Amsterdam. So then they're planning to go. There, everything's great, and then she her, she gets a, too much water in her lungs, goes to the hospital, and then they're like. She's the doctor telling her all these things and she's like, "Uh, yeah, quick question. Uh, Can I still go to Amsterdam next week? And they're like, no. And then she's like reading her emails and she gets an email from Peter, from Peter's assistant, and it's like, we're so excited to see you guys next week. Peter's happy to pay for dinner for you guys. We'll give you guys a day of jet lag. And then your hotel is just down the street from Peter's house. The genies have covered everything. Blah, blah, blah. And she calls her mom. She's like, mom, did you never cancel it with the genies? And she's like, Oh, no. We're still going. We have an oncologist in Amsterdam. Everything's going to be great. Well, yeah, because also,
0: if if she wants to go still... Like, if she was like, no, it's too much, then no, don't go. Like, but the
1: like, mom looked so sad when they told her. No.
0: Like girl, If she still wants to go, what, is it going to kill her?
1: So then, they're on a flight. Augustus has never been on a plane. He starts freaking out. He puts a cigarette in his mouth. Obviously, the flight attendant comes up and is like, sir, what the... F- you can't do that. <laughs> and then ha- Hazel's like, oh, no, he's not going to light it. He just... It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. They get to Amsterdam. There's, like, a montage of Amsterdam. And Boom Clap is playing.
0: Like, Charlie XCX. <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> I'm so hard when that happened.
0: Like boom, yeah. Of, of my heart goes, beat goes on and on and on and on and.
1: It's <laughs> really funny. So they get to they get to Amsterdam, they get to the hotel. Peter von Hulk gets them reservations down the street. Oh, her mom gifted her a dress. She's like, "I got you this really nice dress for this fancy dinner for you and Augustus." And it looks like the dress from. Broad City, the one that Abby wears every season, the blue dress. She puts on that dress. Uh, a g- Gus comes to pick them up. He's in a suit, and then when they're like sitting and having dinner, she's like, "So, is that the suit you wear to funerals?" And he's like, "No, it's the first time I've ever worn it." And then we come to find out that's his death suit that his parents bought him when he found well, out he had cancer, so he was gonna like be buried in that suit. I bet he was still. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And so then they drink champagne, they eat food. Oh, uh, at this point, they've like friend zoned each other, but not really.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and then their yeah, thing I is, their did. thing is okay, so Gus's friend, the one who's losing an eye and had a super hot girlfriend, their thing that they would say to each other was always, always, always. They would be like, they would just say that to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Gus and Hazel were on the phone and they were like, she's like, I should go to sleep now. And he, he says, okay. She says, okay. She says, okay okay, okay, I guess okay is our always. So, like, when they cheers the champagnes, they say, okay. I assumed that would come up. Eventually. No, no. They never said okay just, to each other again.
0: I'm sure they did, but why would I notice that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen, like, speech bubbles yeah. for merch for this movie that are, like, okay, okay. Yeah, a and lot I, of
1: speech bubbles in my half. I don't know about yours.
0: Um, Are they I together more often? didn't think they were not many no there's a lot <laughs> well they're in amsterdam
1: yeah um so then eventually the next day they go over to peter's house he's clearly like an alcoholic asshole there's letters all over the floor he's like the assistant opens the door and he's like who's there hazel and augustus you invited them he's like are they the americans and then they sat down and i think he asked hazel like are you dressed up like one of the characters and she's like
0: He asked them if they were dressed up as each other because they are in the exact same outfit and look like brother and sister, which was a very confusing start. (laughs) So, are you done? Yeah. You're caught up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, it's Willem Dafoe, also. I didn't get that. Oh, it is. Yep. Huh. I
1: I saw very little of him. I did not
0: clock that. Yeah, he was just, like, a drunk guy. Yeah. Oh, she's like, all right, bro, we're at your house. Um, the first thing I noticed about her is that she looked 0% sick. Like, she is wearing an oxygen tube, and that's it. Mm-hmm. 0% sick. Augustus, because I the only thing I knew about him for at least 10 or 15 minutes was that he set up that meeting. Yeah. I thought he was some kind of manager or parent of hers, or brother, or something. <laughs> I didn't know that he was using his own make-a-wish until it, he does end up saying that explicitly, but not for several minutes. Right. So I thought, I also didn't know that he had any kind of injury or anything right. for a while. <laughs> she asked the author, how does the book end? I know that it is supposed to be a cliffhanger because the main character has cancer and she dies. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what happens after that. And basically what she's getting at is like, where's my story going to go after I die? Cause she's really nervous about who's going to be eulogizing her, what her parents will do, etc. Right. And he won't answer her at all. And he gives this really convoluted response about like, oh, if you are ahead of a tortoise in the race, you're always going to, even if you gain 10 yards for every one yard that he gains, you'll always be ahead, but by different amounts. And they're both infinities, but one infinity is smaller than the other infinity. And Augustus and Hazel Grace are like, okay, jackass, no one asked for all this infinity talk what are we talking about right now? Um, And then he he starts yelling and stuff and he's like, you're just gonna die. He tells her she's gonna die. And the assistant is like, hey, no. Stop yelling at children. And um, Shailene Woodley like storms out. And Augustus Gloop is like, (laughs) (laughs) wait. And then they leave and she's all mad and Uh, The assistant comes out afterwards and is like, wait, no, we have a whole day planned. And I set everything up. I'm so sorry. I didn't even really tell him I did it on his behalf because I thought it would cheer him up. Um, But like, let's go. To the Anne Frank house.
1: That was mentioned in an email. I didn't think it. Well, it said maybe we can go to a museum or the Anne Frank house. Nope.
0: So they go to the Anne Frank house. It's not glossed over. It is. They are in there a long time. Uh, we hear a lot of Anne Frank speaking her own diary. Um, they show people walking through the house, but the thing is, right? So, at the front of it, they're like Hazel. I'm so sorry. I guess we can't go. There's no elevator. There's a lot of stairs and no elevator. And she's like, No, I got this. I'm strong. I've got the willpower. I am going to carry an oxygen tank up so many flights of stairs and a ladder at one point. And it is an ordeal with every staircase. And there's like swelling music. Augustus is hyping her up. I, st- I don't know Augustus is even injured. Knowing that now, like once I realized <laughs> that, I was like, wow, like he was really doing okay with a prosthetic leg going up all those stairs. That right. would also be challenging. But Hazel's also lifting an oxygen tank over and over. Augustus's
1: room is in the basement and she had to go down the stairs and like immediately she's like, I have to sit down.
0: Yep. So she had to like take a few breathers. Mm -hmm. Um I spent a lot of time during this wondering (laughs) why they're here (laughs) why are they at the Anne Frank house I was wondering like appropriateness to like like is it ever appropriate to relate Anne Frank's story to your own?
1: That is strange.
0: Because I get that the message is of inspiration.
1: But it's also a John Green behind all of it.
0: Right. So I had that in my head. I was also thinking about maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe it is a place that people feel largely inspired by while they're in there. But I feel like in theory, my first thought is that I would be horrified and like sick being in that house.
1: Yeah, I think I would be sad in there.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's where they have their first kiss. Which I know the thirteen year olds on Tumblr just ate right up.
1: Was this before or after Justin Bieber?
0: With that
1: I was wondering that
0: too, because because <laughs> that actually
1: adds a lot of context. If it
0: was before Justin Bieber, then I don't want to hear shit about Justin Bieber. Agreed. Justin Bieber wrote in Anne Frank's, I don't know, like, it's like the a visitor log, log. Visitor log yeah. that he hopes that she would have been a believer, <laughs> and he caught a lot of heat for that. Yeah. Because it's not appropriate to relate Anne Frank's life to yours. And I think that that's the rule of thumb. Yeah, But apparently not. Right. But also, if anyone can, I guess it would be Hazel Grace. Right. And again, Anne Frank is an inspiration. Like, why would we tell her story if the point is not to inspire? It's just
1: that Hazel Grace is a fictional character written by a grown man. <laughs> it's that it's kind of... it's. Also, I'm not saying a grown man can't be inspired by Anne Frank, but it's just... It is already strange that he's writing from the perspective of a teenage girl who has cancer. I agree with you. <laughs> it's a very strange concept.
0: Yep, they kiss and then they were out with the assistant. The assistant is like, Do you wanna do something else? They're like, I just wanna spend time with Augustus. So they hang out like in the hotel room, they like make out and she takes off her oxygen tube for half a second, and then she's like, Oh my god, I can't breathe, help. And then um they're chill or whatever. It's cool. They have they they're in love. She's like I fell for him suddenly, all at once, and all this. She's got a lot of really verbose ways yeah. of speaking about it.
1: No, it sounds like, sounds like his
0: reverse. Yep. And then the mom at, I don't know, breakfast the next day or something, or dinner. Time is uh, impossible It's really hard to follow. Which, maybe that's like a cancer metaphor. I'm sure it is. They, well, they kept bringing up that, like, everything's a cancer trope, and, like, So I'm like, okay, so I guess the point of the book was to like make fun of cancer tropes and to be like, you don't have to just be an inspirational person. You can also be like just kind of angry that you have cancer or like, and then you do end up naturally being an inspiration just because, but like you didn't ask for that. I guess, I guess that's what was going on. Um, But I, that's like the adult takeaway. I know for a fact that it was children romanticizing cancer a hundred percent their life would be more meaningful if it was about to end that's what all these children thought i know it for a fact because we were very close to being the correct age for this yeah. book. <laughs> i've seen the tumblr posts i've seen the merch it was children romanticizing cancer at some point they get back home right they're on the, they show them on the plane because they show hazel using the oxygen from the plane But they, I think, so basically, yeah, so they're like, we don't, what what are we going to do with the last couple hours here? And the mom's like, well, when we come back next time. And Hazel's like, come on, mom. You know there's not a next time. And the mom's like, I'm just being optimistic. Then this whole half of the movie is pretty much Augustus and Hazel Grace in love.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, you know what? Before they leave back to America... Augustus takes Hazel Grace out to a bench and is like I gotta tell you something the cancer's back and it's
1: everywhere Mm -hmm. it's
0: everywhere really yeah and he's like I I actually didn't see that coming (laughs) I realized that when yep so mm -hmm, yep so he's like it's everywhere and he immediately has to like go back into treatment and stuff he didn't want to tell her when they were still doing like all this author stuff then when they get back, they're hanging out with Isaac. Isaac's completely blind now, but he still is, like, talking about this girl with big boobs, which Hazel was laughing at. She's like, you can't even see. Okay. And he has a lot of puns about that. Not being able to see. Yeah. And then Isaac's, like, drops the ball because he's like, Hazel, what are you going to write for Gus's eulogy? And he Gus is like, shh, I didn't tell her yet. Uh, and he asks her to write a eulogy for him. And so Isaac and Hazel Grace both write their eulogies for him. And he has a pre-funeral so he can hear what they're going to say. And Isaac has all these, like, funny quips about his best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Gus is using a wheelchair.
1: Wow. That uh, fast, though? Really
0: fast, yeah. And then Hazel Grace does this whole speech about, like, how much she loves him and how she wanted to be the one. Or she had hoped that he was going to eulogize her so that he could, she could hear, or I don't whatever. Yeah. So they do the pre-funeral. The mom is like clearly disappointed that Hazel is spending so much time focusing on this other kid's problems. And Hazel's like, hey, what does it even matter? Like you got, like, what are you guys even going to do after I'm gone? Blah, blah. And the parents are like, no, we love you so much. And we, we, you've showed us that. It is possible to live with pain. It's going to be incredibly painful when you're gone. But, like, you've shown us that you just have to be strong. Every time she gets a call from Gus, she's scared that it's a call that he's dead. Um, um, or, like, dying. And then finally, she answers the phone normally. And she's like, hey, Gus. And he's like, oh, my God, I need your help. He's in a gas station parking lot. Do you know why he was there? He lost his pack of cigarettes. And he wanted a new pack. So he drove to the gas station by himself, which is not Oh, point, that's
1: right. He drove her at some point. He failed the test three times. And on the fourth time, they just gave him his license because they felt bad for him because he had cancers. He's like the worst driver ever.
0: Yeah. So that actually doesn't come up, but he's parked at the gas station and some he has like a, a I don't know if it's a feeding tube or something. Yeah. He's got something that has ruptured some sort of like bag or something. Uh-huh. And he's bleeding. And he can't move, and he's crying. And she's like, what were you doing here? And he's like, I needed my cigarettes. Like, I I lost my pack. I really need a new pack. Which, I had compassion for the addiction to cigarettes. But now I'm like, he was doing a bit. he did all this for a bit. But it was still sad, because he didn't have, like... He was really disappointed that he couldn't do it by himself. Yeah. Because he can't do anything by himself anymore. And I also might have things out of order here, but you get the gist. Yeah. Yes, and then she's like... I don't know. I don't know. They're still in love. I don't know. And she's laying in bed, and her parents come in, and she knows right away that, like, it's happened. Yeah. They go to his funeral. She goes up there to give her eulogy. She doesn't say any of the stuff. She pulls out the piece of paper, and she doesn't say any of it. Because funerals are not for the dead. They're for the living, and you need to inspire them. Mm -hmm. Guess who's at the funeral? It's Van Helsing.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: and uh, Hazel Grace is pissed because she was had told that man off pretty good.
1: Right.
0: And after the funeral, he tries to talk to her, and she's like, "Now nah, fuck you." And he gets in her car, which I was like, "Bro, don't do that." She's like seventeen. So yeah, and don't. She told you not to. I don't care where the fuck you flew in from. Yeah. But he hands her a letter, and he's like, "I." I at first, he tries to explain the trolley problem to her, and then she's <laughs> the
1: like, trolley problem. <laughs>
0: He's like, Have you ever heard of this? And she was like, No, get out of my car. And then he's like, ah, never mind. Here's this letter. And she's like, I don't want your stupid letter. And she crumples it up and throws it on the floor. Later on, she's hanging out with Isaac. Isaac's like bummed. His friend is yeah. dead, but he's also still Isaac. got his humor about him. And right. he's like, Did you get the letter from Augustus? And she's like, What? And he... Augustus had apparently been writing back and forth with Van Houten to like try to resolve it on behalf of Hazel Grace. Like to he wanted Van Houten to make it right with her and to apologize to her. And he also sent Van Houten the eulogy he would have given at Hazel Grace's funeral and asked Van Houten to, like, proofread it and make it better. Which he didn't do, but instead he gave her the original one, which she crumpled up and was on the passenger seat of her car. So she went and got it and read it and it was cute. And there's a whole montage of all the times where, like, they've been tender to each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, also... She said something at some point about, like, being star-crossed lovers, which is, of course, Romeo and Juliet. Is that what Fault in Our Stars is? What the fuck is Fault in Our Stars?
1: Um, I was wondering. Like, she would go out and sit and look at the stars in her yard. I'm sure she said something in the beginning. Also, when they served them champagne in Amsterdam, they were like, they called this the stars.
0: Maybe it was something like, everyone's made of space dust. I don't fucking remember. And yeah, she does not die in this movie.
1: Yeah. Is she is there a second one?
0: I don't think so. Um, should we fuck Mary kill these people or? I'm so sorry that we have to cut it short, but we also <laughs> got to go.
1: Um, yeah, let's fuck Mary kill these people.
0: <laughs> also, Shailene Woodley, what is going on? Okay, the I'm sorry, the description of this, two teenage cancer patients begin a life-affirming journey to visit a reclusive author in Amsterdam. So the movie literally starts at the halfway point.
1: When, Did they have sex in years?
0: Um, they definitely, like, made out. There was, like, a scene where, like, they got at least into heavy petting. I don't know what, how far it went.
1: Uh, it's this says John Green is little girl's father. That's not her dad, right?
0: oh no that's thanks god it's
1: not i just got so confused
0: that would be so upsetting we're like that guy's hot and yeah. also fuck john green he's
1: hot for no reason
0: <laughs> oh also the uh, she says at one point this was important a nurse pointed out to her that she never uses the 10 on the pain scale like there was one time she was like felt fire in her lungs she couldn't breathe she couldn't see and she was really in pain and the nurse asked her her pain level and she held up nine fingers and the nurse was like, I know you're a fighter because you never use the 10. And before Augustus' funeral, she said, I saved my 10 for this.
1: Uh, the reason I asked if you if they had sex wasn't because I was curious. It's because <laughs> 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 the, story, the book is banned from school libraries because the novel subject matter involves two terminally ill teens who use crude language and have sex.
0: Isaac is Naked Brothers' Band? I didn't know that. I only saw him in sunglasses.
1: I didn't realize that. I didn't. Re- I he seemed familiar, but I didn't re- recognize who he was. Isn't that who that is? Yeah, that is.
0: Okay, so fuck Mary Kill Naked <laughs> Brothers band, Shailene Woodley, or Augustus, best known for The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, he's also in Divergent. They're both in Divergent.
1: Do we have to watch that? Di- Wait, I forget. Did you watch? I've Divergent? seen them
0: all. I've never seen The Descendants, which it looks like. It's the same movie, probably is the same. Yep, fuck my girl. I am. I guess I'm gonna marry Naked Brothers Band because he was pretty funny.
1: Mhm.
0: I guess I'm fucking Gus killing Hazel. I'm sorry, Hazel. I just don't think we'd get along that great.
1: I also don't think you guys would get along.
0: I don't think we would. It's not personal.
1: Um. Yeah. I also have to kill her i'm definitely marrying isaac
0: yeah the other two no they were were good for each other
1: for each other
0: even though i wasn't sure if he was a book deal or (laughs) addicted to cigarettes that was the
1: one thing you thought you knew
0: truly i was like wow that would one time i'll leave you on this one time when my ankle was broken, I really needed someone to bring me cigarettes. I asked, like, three different people. They were all busy. Everyone was like, in a few hours. And I was like, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. I need them now, and I can't walk. But I got up my courage. I got my crutches, uh-huh. and I put my ass in the car and drove with my left foot, super dangerous, to the, <laughs> to the gas station. And I actually ran into someone who was buying me cigarettes while it was there. But I did. It's a hell of an addiction. That's all. <laughs> So I was when he did that I was you're like, like I get I, it. I, I do get it. I don't it. think you should be smoking necessarily. But you know, if you're
1: but oh, he,
0: also uh, the they said it was 8 days after the practice eulogy that he died. Oh, and she also said that she was glad to spend a little infinity with him cuz I guess she did follow all that infinity talk. A lot of good one-liners. We did it. Yeah, we did. Become a patron. <laughs> for more content like this. Thanks. Okay, so a couple more things about Fault in Our Stars because we had to rush the end of it. Right. And there's apparently a couple more things that we need to talk
1: about. What were they? Well, Let's talk about the logistics of the Anne Frank House. Sure. Is that part of it? Yeah. So I looked up if the Anne Frank House is like ADA compliant because did John Green make that up for his story? Right. Uh, It's not. Most of the house is not. Like, there's, like, a gift shop and, like, a little museum area, but other than that, it's an old house with, like, steep-ass stairs that, like, you literally can't get to. There's not an elevator in it, also, which makes sense.
0: not only is it, I mean, didn't ADA compliance become a thing in
1: 1990? Yeah. Also in Amsterdam, so yeah, I don't know so I what don't the think,
0: I think rules are. I think ADA is American. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so and then also the Anne Frank House has never let anyone film in there. So we had to figure out what happened there. So the Anne Frank House let them like film the outside and like them walking up basically. But they also let the camera crew go in and film the inside. Not to put into the movie, but they were able to use it so they could mimic when they recreated the Anne Frank House in you guessed it, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That That's actually the worst. That's so upsetting.
0: Why'd they have to bring Pittsburgh into it?
1: Why did they have to do They shot her hospital scenes at the UPMC Children's Hospital. Wow. Isn't that too close for comfort? It's too close. It's way too close.
0: I will also say that we looked up the timeline on the Justin Bieber and Frank mm-hmm. controversy. I also directly quoted what he put in that book without looking it up. Already, I did nail the visitor line. <laughs> but the book came out, Fault in Our Stars book came out. Then Justin Bieber said, I wish Anne Frank, or I hope Anne Frank would have been a believer. Mm-hmm. Then the movie came out. So the book was out, and that book did well.
1: People- I was going to say, I'm sure that book did drive traffic, which sucks, because there should be people just going to, you know, visit and- <laughs> Right. But I'm sure, like, even if it's, like, a family vacationing, you know, maybe their kids were like, I read this book, can we go? Right. I'm like, that's a good educational. Right. Day. I know
0: she's inspirational. Right. Oh, uh, you looked up, there was, um, you you looked up what, Hazel was pregnant in the book. Yeah.
1: Since we recorded the podcast, I listened to the entire audiobook of The Falls in Our Stars. Because I just needed context. And I couldn't finish the movie. No. I couldn't even, like, pretend to open it. But I needed to understand, like, even if the book, if it made sense, any of it. Does it? Nope, it's worse. The end of the book, she's not pregnant. I don't know where I read that.
0: You sent me a screenshot. Hazel found out she's pregnant three weeks after Augustus died.
1: That didn't come up in the book. I might have been zoning out.
0: That was on Goodreads. Hazel's fate. Spoilers.
1: What is happening? I can't hear it. Oh, it's she good doesn't
0: mind. have the baby, though. There's no.
1: I did start to zone out at the end of the book. Because.
0: Oh, uh, you also said that the book they read by Van... Well, you said Van Helping. Oh, right. I think <laughs> <laughs> the Van Housen book or whatever the fuck was inspired by Infinite Jest. Which, if I may speak on is that true? Is that real? Like- yeah.
1: Fr- I was going to say Frank. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Hank Green said that.
0: John, John Green.
1: John Green said Sorry. that. Sorry.
0: But so in the book of Fault in Our Stars, it's still, it's not Infinite just, right? But it's like the idea was, John Green said the idea was based on Yeah. Okay, so here's the fucking slap in the ass about Okay, that.
1: I think the pregnancy thing was just weird fan.
0: Really? Yeah. It was it, on Goodreads. The screen oh, you really? sent me. Oh, maybe. She found out she was pregnant and didn't have the baby. Maybe they didn't she put it in the audio book because it was weird. Maybe they stopped putting it in the book. Maybe it got edited, honestly. Yeah. Because that's a weird-ass thing for John Green to do to that character.
1: Yeah, that there was no way she gave birth to that baby in the version I listened to. No,
0: she didn't give birth. She was pregnant and lost the baby because she has cancer. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it says she gives birth, I think, to, like, stillborn.
0: Oh, that's rough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, thanks, John Green.
1: <laughs> thanks, John Green. Yeah, that should not be in an audiobook
0: mm, or, a, yeah. or any a young young adult. adult book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's inspired by Infinite Jest.
0: Infinite Jest is a book for douchebags, and I say that as somebody who finished it. I finished it to be part of the douchebag accomplishment brigade mm-hmm. of I finished Infinite Jest.
1: And isn't it supposed to be like? Just an annoying, like, introspective.
0: It's so, yeah, it's basically, it works best for somebody. Well, this is why it ends up being for douchebags. It's for people who have nothing better to do <clears> than to be introspective.
1: Yeah. And which I'll, seem which makes, feels like this book.
0: Yeah. And, like, I read That's it when I had a lot of free time and was also, I mean, like, I have depression on and right. off. It's fine. I enjoyed that book. But, right. like, I would never, it's, you can't recommend it to the general public right it's a a point of privilege to be able to spend that much time reading a book that is like the whole point of the book is that you read a book right which is the whole point of that book yeah Yeah. so applying that to this story just is it makes a lot of sick
1: yeah um okay so i'm gonna tell you a little bit about the audiobook experience
0: well you want to do that at the beginning of paper towns
1: you think that'd be best